Well, greetings. This is Bishop Harry Wood with uh, Foundational Faith. We just want to come today with another episode of our teaching of the Gospel of John. This is episode six, but today we want to deal with that of the witness or testimony. That is a major theological emphasis of the Gospel of John, and that's what we've been discussing in our last few episodes is some major theological uh, themes and our emphasis. And today we want to be discussing that of the issue or the point of the book of John establishing that of witnesses. And we could go throughout the New Testament and we could find witness after witness about Jesus Christ. And of course, we're familiar with the passage of scripture there in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 where it says that we would be witnesses unto him. Uh, and, and goes on and talks about the geographical areas there in Acts 1 8 that we are to become witnesses. Now, another time we'll talk about the word witness more, but today we want to stay with the thought that it is a major theological emphasis of the Gospel of John. With that, we want to establish that there's actually seven witnesses that we can bring forth out of the Gospel of John itself. And we will mention those in just a moment. And what I want to mention to you right now is I think a thought that I have written in a book that I have wrote called uh, The Great Revelation to Mankind, A Call for a Witness is the title of the book. And uh, this is what it says. As a courtroom uh, trial has a defendant and a prosecutor, so must witnesses be called to prove the case of either party. We must come forward with vital and eyewitness accounts in this great revelation to mankind. Now, with that said, uh, I honestly can look at the Gospel of John and think of it in a courtroom setting. And we know there's 21 chapters. And uh, we find that through the Gospel of John, first of all, we need to realize the importance of a witness. Uh, and and uh, with that thought in mind, let me just mention this to you, that throughout John's gospel, the role of a witness or testimony is prominent and, and indeed. Uh, the term witness appears about 147 times in the gospel. It may not be exact word, but uh, witness. The gospel of John gives us seven witnesses that testify that Jesus Christ was God and we want to examine those witnesses. Now, before I do, I, I want to mention a passage of Scripture that I think that's very, very uh, important today. And if you have your Bible, you can turn there with me as I turn. You probably hear my pages turning in my Bible. Uh, in in uh, John chapter number, um, in John chapter number uh, twenty, and uh, we want to look. At verse number 31, it says there, But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Now, I want to go over to John 21, and I want to look at verse 24 and verse number 25. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think it's important that I read these as a textual passage of scripture for us as we do this teaching on the emphasis of a theological thought of the word testimony or that of the gospel of John presenting witness or witnesses. In verse number 24 of the 21st chapter, it says, This is the disciple which testifieth of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, 
uh, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Now, with that thought, I want to go and mention that um, it is definite um, worth mentioning that the Apostle John, the writer of this book, would have to be considered a witness. He would have to be considered a witness. And if we were thinking in the in the court of law, let's let's look at each one of these individuals that I'm going to bring forth as being a witness that would come forth. Now I've mentioned there's seven, but I'm going to mention that there's really eight that we could present. Uh, but but there again, let's go back to the seven and we'll elaborate on the eight also. And we find that in this passage of scripture that we've already read in chapter number 20 and verse number 31, but these uh, are written that ye might believe and that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Now, we know that the Apostle John wrote five books, and we know that he wrote the Gospel of John. We know that he wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd uh, John, and we know that he wrote the book of Revelation. And every one of these books, I believe that he has some themes, and definitely uh, every one of these books does identify with who Jesus Christ is. Now, we see that verse number 31 of the 20th chapter of the book of John says, but these are written. Now, sometimes we, we understand that a deposition or a statement will be written by an individual if they witness something. Uh, maybe you, you witness an accident and you stop and uh, or you're a neighbor there in the neighborhood where it happens and you actually see what took place. And you have the responsibility and also the opportunity to, to tell what you saw. And then not only that, they may ask you to put it in writing. And uh, that happens at times. So we can understand that the Gospel of John and John's writings are a written deposition that's given to us of testimony of John throughout the scriptures that he writes. Now, the Old Testament gives us a passage of scripture that I want to look at because there's there's uh, two places that we could take in consideration or, or there's several things, but, but I want to look at Deuteronomy and I want to look at Deuteronomy chapter number 19 and we'll look at verse number 15. Now listen to what it says. It says, One witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin in any sin that he um, sinneth. At the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established. And that passage of scripture goes on and it talks about uh, the possibility of a false witness arising. But there's a strength of this thought of the need of a witness in the 17th chapter, and I'm just going to read verse number 6 to you, and we will give the explanation of what we're making here in just a second. But in verse number 6 of the 17th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, it says these words, At the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses shall he that is worthy of death be put to death, but at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. Now, I want to, I want to make a point here. Deuteronomy chapter 19, verses, uh, verse, verse 15, talks about sin in general. The, the 17th chapter, uh, verse 6, deals with the thought of someone that's worthy of death. 
Now, the thing that we also want to emphasize is the importance of a witness. Actually, the Old Testament establishes that things must be beyond one witness. There must be multiple witnesses. And why? Because it establishes a story. It establishes the facts. It establishes that that we can compare. Uh, it, you know, if, if I witnessed an accident and you listening to the podcast today, uh, accident, uh, we, we may give our details. They may be different the way we tell it, but we're putting things together that helps. I may say, okay, hey, uh, there was a gentleman driving. Uh, he was in a blue car. And, and then there was a lady in the other car, and, and she was driving another color vehicle. Maybe I'll even give the name of the car. Okay? You, you tell the officer or whoever's doing the report or, or came, the law enforcement, and you tell them, well, yeah, there was a man and there was a woman. And, and you point and say, well, yeah, the man was driving that car and yeah, the woman was driving that car. Well, it doesn't change the facts. It's just re-emphasizing the facts uh, because you point out the cars, I tell the colors, and, and, and that kind of thing. So we can begin to put the details together to get the story in line. Um, so, so I think that's helpful. The reason we understand, need to understand, there needs to be more than one witness. And we have that. We have that established with the Gospel of John because there's seven definite witnesses and we want to bring those to your attention. And then we want to elaborate on there actually is an eighth witness. There's an eighth witness in the Gospel of John in so many words. Now, and we've already mentioned that the Apostle John would definitely have been a witness. Now, in that passage of Scripture that I was sharing there in John chapter number 20 and verse uh, number uh, 31, I believe it was. Uh, let me turn back there. Uh, it goes on and it says there in his deposition, because it says, but these are written that ye might believe. Well, what are we supposed to believe by this testimony? And here is the key point, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. So, and then there gives a, a promise or a benefit uh, that we might have life through him. So, we understand that excuse me, John the Apostle is establishing by his deposition, his witness, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. All right, <coughs> let's go. <clears throat> And look at another witness. We see that in John chapter 1 and verse 34. Now, we don't want to get mixed up with the Johns because we understand that John, the apostle, the disciple, writes about John the Baptist. And so we find in verse number 34 of this first chapter of the book of John, we understand that it's John uh, if you go back to verse number 32, it says, And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode. And this was the baptism of Jesus, and we know John the Baptist baptized Jesus. So therefore, when we go down to verse 34, we see what his deposition is. We see the, the point that he's making through his witness. So John the Baptist would have been a witness. So there's our second witness, John the Apostle, now John the Baptist. Verse 34, the first chapter, and I saw and bear record, bear record, listen to that, record, that this is the Son of God. So now we have two witnesses. So right now we could stop and we could say that we've got two vital witnesses. We have completed and fulfilled what 
the Old Testament requirement was, that there had to be at least two witnesses. So right now we've got enough evidence by witnesses that witnessed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. But let's move on. Uh, we want to look at uh, verse 49 of the first chapter. And it says, Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, he recognized him as a teacher. He recognized him as someone that was uh, teachable or a teaching, teaching, and, and uh, one uh, of the scriptures. But he goes on and he says, Nathanael does, Thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. So we see that Nathanael is also a witness. And this is in the early stages of the Gospel of John in the early stages of Jesus's ministry and him calling these men uh, to him. So we see in verse 49 of the first chapter, our third witness, which is Nathaniel. Then we find in John chapter number six, I hope you're following me in these passages of scriptures or writing them down so you can go back and look at them or go back and listen to this podcast again so you get the meat of everything that we are attempting to teach you because we want you to receive from these teachings. And we see that our next witness, now we've had John the, uh, John the Apostle, we've had John the Baptist, we've had Nathaniel, now we've got Peter. Now we've got Peter, and we see that Peter says in verse number 69 of the sixth chapter of the book of John, and we believe and are sure. Now he didn't only just say we believe, but he said we're sure. Now folks, there is concrete strength being added here to his deposition or what he says. Peter is saying, hey, we believe it, but we know it. We are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So we have a fourth witness. Then let's turn to John chapter number 11. John chapter number 11. And we want to look at verse number 27. Now this would have been at the the death of Lazarus and the resurrection. We see that this conversation is between uh, Jesus and and Martha, which would have been Lazarus's sister. Look at verse 27 of the 11th chapter of the book of John. It says there, She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Now, there's a lot I'd love to go into detail, and maybe at another time we will, because there's present and there's now, and there's present and there's future. And it's in the reference of Martha's faith But she declares here in her deposition at this moment as a witness, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. There's a future contents of that passage of Scripture that we won't elaborate on right now. Well, I want to ask you a a question. Have you ever, ever questioned somebody being a witness? Well, I said that for a reason, because we want to go to John and we want to turn to chapter number 20, and we want to turn to verse number 28. 20, 28. Now, this is interesting why I would ask the question, do we ever have any questions of who the witness is? Uh, or maybe I should say another way, their credibility. Uh, let, let's look at this. We need to look at this passage of Scripture, and it says in verse number 28, And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. 
Now, I said what I asked just a moment ago because if you go and read the passage of Scripture, uh, definitely starting earlier in this passage of Scripture about verse number 24, we understand that, that Thomas was not with the disciples on the day of resurrection. I don't know where he was at. But there again, he was not present when Jesus appeared to the disciples. It was eight days later. It was a week later, Sunday, when Thomas was with them. But Thomas said, except I see, except I put. He didn't just say see. He says he says the uh, hand prints, uh, uh, finger uh, into the print of his nails uh, or the nail prints. Uh, and, and actually even uh, see and thrust his hand in the side where Jesus was pierced. Now, I, I'm making an emphasis here that I think is necessary because we can beat up and we can question this man that had some doubt, we could say. And, and we look at him many times and we call him Doubting Thomas. But I'm going to tell you what, I believe that we can look at the deposition, we can look at the testimony of Thomas in a way maybe different than the other disciples. Not that they didn't see, but Thomas said, except I touch them, except not only I see them, but I touch them. He said, I've got to put, he said, see his hands, uh, the print of the nails and put my finger in the print of the nails. I want to tell you that is concrete evidence. Thomas says, listen, you guys have seen him, you said, and later we understand that they did. But Thomas said, I am going to put my hand upon these prints. My, 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 my. That's powerful, folks. I mean, not only do we have the deposition, we've got, a, uh, we've got an eyewitness that he says that he saw those uh, hand prints or those nail prints and the word Jesus was pierced on the side. That's powerful, folks. I'm telling you, that excites me today. That excites me. And so we've uh, we've exhausted six witnesses here. We've exhausted six wit six, six witnesses, and we 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 we've done John the Apostle. We've done John the Baptist, Nathaniel, Peter, Martha, uh, Thomas, and now I want to go to our seventh one. And in the tenth chapter of the book of John, in the tenth chapter of the book of John, and we want to look at verse number thirty-six. Verse number. 36. Now look what it says. Now Jesus is talking to the Jews here in verse number 36. Say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest because I said I am the Son of God. Now I'm going to say something here and I don't mean to be disrespectful and God knows I'm not being disrespectful to God or disrespectful to, to Jesus Christ. But when I make this statement, either Jesus is, 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 the, is the greatest false prophet, the greatest uh, lunatic, and I say that respectful today, or he must be the Son of God. And folks, I believe that there is enough evidence to prove that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And, and listen, there's really more evidence that Jesus Christ existed and walked on the face of this earth than probably the fact that me and you are born. Think about that. Well, yeah, but I've got a birth certificate. I got a certificate of birth. Yeah, but even non-scriptural and non-religious materials in the sense of, of, of lining up the Bible, I mean, we're talking about non-religious materials that have been written. People that have tried to deny him. I mean, 
you know, why do you want to talk about something that you're denying? I mean, if it ain't true, uh, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your breath, uh, you're wasting your efforts. But, but there again, Jesus makes a statement in verse 37, I think it's important also. If I do not the works of my Father, uh, I'm sorry, let me read that again. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. So Jesus has given them uh, a point to think on. Listen, if you don't see, uh, if I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But he goes on to verse 38. But if I do... Though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that I that the Father is in me and I in him. What Jesus is saying here is, listen, if you don't believe I'm who I say that I am, at least look at the works that I'm doing. And I believe what Jesus is saying here, that is a point that faith can arise. Listen, the word, the word of God the Bible says in, 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 in Scripture, it says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word. When, you, when, when a person sees the Word in action or they hear the Word, then things can begin to happen. So we need to understand that Jesus himself is a witness. Jesus himself is a witness. And, and, and you say, well, no, wait a minute. That's not important. Now, there is times in a court of law that the defendant does not go to the witness stand. But there again... There is times the witness stand goes to the witness stand. And actually, I think that's what we see right here. Jesus goes, he goes to the witness stand, and he says, I am the Son of God. Uh, and you all are saying I'm blaspheming. But he said, look, he said, if you can't believe I'm who I am, at least look at the work. And so that is a point that he's making that will give credence to who he is. Now, I said there's an eighth person. I want you to think on what I'm fixing to say. Um, I want you to think about what I'm fixing to say. Um, we, we need to realize, can God be called to the witness stand? <laughs> can God be called to the witness stand? And, and I'm kind of chuckling. Well, I don't think it's necessary, but let's look at something. Um, let's look at the eighth chapter of the book of John. And I'm going to read a few scriptures, and we need to wrap this up because we're definitely running out of time. We're going over what I want to, but folks, I hope you're getting something out of this. Then spake Jesus, this is verse number 12 of the 8th chapter. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. So here they're calling Jesus a liar. Jesus goes on, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, so there again we see that Jesus is saying here, I give testimony of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Now, I want to interject something right here. If I was an attorney right here, I would... I would definitely want to make an issue of a point that Jesus has testified in my closing statement. Those that are making this issue of questioning that him being the Son of God, you can go in the temple records and you question him being the Son of God and you question his birthplace. Well, listen, they could have went and they could have realized that he came from that of Bethlehem. There was questions, did any good thing come out of, out of Galilee, out of Nazareth? 
Jesus lived in Nazareth. I mean, folks, that would be a good closing argument. Listen, get your geographical facts in order. Okay, Jesus goes on here and he says, Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And if I, and yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. Now, we just made that point earlier. Now, listen to this. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father has sent me to bear witness of me. Verse 19. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye have known me, ye should have known my father. You should have known my father. Now, in this passage of scripture, actually we find that Jesus uh, is witnessed of by his actual father. He's actually witnessed of his father. Um, so we see that the, the religious crowd got upset at Jesus. They got upset at Jesus. So we understand that God himself is a witness of who Jesus is. Jesus goes on and he has some more elaboration here with these Jews about their unbelief, uh, things of that nature. And uh, so they even desire to kill him. Uh, in verse number 42, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceed forth not, I, I proceed forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and of the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Now, we go on, and I'm, I'm just reading some things that I want you to hear here, because uh, Jesus is speaking. And Jesus goes on, and he says, And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth uh, me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Now, we, we see that uh, Jesus continues to converse with these, but we see in verse number 54, I'm reading things that Jesus said himself. It says, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him and keep his say. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Now they got upset at him because he said that he was before Abraham. So this passage of scripture, he continues to elaborate on how that he not only uh, gives witness of himself, but also that his father through uh, him knowing his father and his father knowing him, that he actually, uh, we can see that God is a witness of G who Jesus is himself uh, because he, 
He says uh, in verse number 18, I want you to see this as we close. I am one that beareth witness of myself, and the Father has sent me, beareth witness of me. So we see that God himself, the Father, is also a witness of who Jesus is. And I'm going to close with this thought. We're not finished by no means. We'd love to go with this part of this study. And we went further in time than we meant to. But we could go back to the Old Testament, which is our foundation to have the New Testament. And we could say the very fact that Jesus and God himself as two witnesses is enough. But we have presented eight witnesses just out of the book of John today. Listen to this uh, teaching again. I hope that you just uh, acquire things from it that will just help you to want to study more. Will you do something for us today? Will you actually um, hit the share button and share this with some friends? Also, if you have not subscribed, subscribe to Foundational Faith so that you'll know when the next podcast is going to be. God bless you until our next time.